Well, good morning, friends. Glad to see everyone here this morning from first-time guests to those that consider Radiant Life their home church. My name's Ryan. I'm the lead pastor. And just for the fun of it, because I love football, why don't we on the count of three just, whether it's college or pro, just on the count of three, let's just shout our favorite football team, all right? On the count of three, ready? One, two, three. All right, here we go. And then uh, will you just high-five three people around you? Welcome them to church. High-five them. We're in a teaching series together titled Starting Over, and it's a series about regrets. And a common emotion you and I all share is all about regrets. For many of us, we may have a regret that was a long time ago, but it's still there hovering with us. Maybe perhaps we just created a new regret in the last week, and we still have that with us. And But it's commonly known as regret, something that gives us heartache, that could bring pain into our lives. And you and I carry them. What I truly believe that what God wants to teach you and what God wants to teach me and for everyone here, whether you're a follower of Jesus or you're kicking the tires on this God thing and just checking him out, is one, is three words. Let it go. Turn to someone and just shout out, let it go. You got to turn to someone else around you and shout out, let it go. How many of you want to start singing the Frozen song, Let It Go, right now, right? I know every song in the movie, but I've never seen the movie. Isn't that crazy? But let it go. See, regrets are something we carry with us. It's that thing around our neck that's just so heavy, and we carry it in life. We carry it into our workplaces. We carry it into our relationships, we carry it into our schools, and we just have that heavy burden of regret sitting there with us. And truly, I believe that God's going to teach us this morning, let it go. Just let it go. If you haven't been here for the last couple of weeks, we're going to do a quick review. You could also jump online at theradiantlife.church under media, and you can catch up on the messages that way. But typically in our lives, we have three types of regrets that we face. Number one, regrets of what, friends? Action. Action. These are those things that we've done that we wish we probably shouldn't have done. We look back and say, man, I shouldn't have burst out in anger like that. Man, I said those words that were so harsh and I hurt that person. I'm really apologetic, and I wish I would not have done that. The regrets of action. We also suffer from a second type of regret. Regrets of what? Inaction. Those are the times that we wasted, opportunities missed, that maybe perhaps we look back and say, I wish I would have done that. Man, why, why was I too fearful to jump into that opportunity? I just missed out. And then the third type is regrets of reaction, things that perhaps were done to us. It's not your fault. We live in a broken, sinful world, and things just happen to us, and we carry that regret. We carry that regret of that disease that you have, regret of that car accident that hits you, and you have no idea, but now you're paying all this money towards your car, and it wasn't your fault, but you, you carry that regret. 
And psychologists will say that with regret, we get into what's known as the sorry cycle. We have regret, and we long to get out of that regret, but oftentimes we fill ourselves with worldly things. We fill ourselves with things of not of God, and then we create more regret, and we get stuck. But the good news is that we serve a God who is a God of freedom, who's a God of victory, that you and I don't have to get stuck in this anymore. And that is the good news, because no one wants to walk around and say, I can't wait to get stuck in the sorry cycle. I just, I, I love being there. We don't say that. We love freedom, and especially things that are heavy, like a burden of regret. We just need to give that to God and walk in his freedom, walk in his victory. Last week, if you were with us, we learned the first step of just starting over, we learned that regrets aren't finish lines, they're starting lines. And last week we learned the first step of that is recognizing our regrets. To allow it to come to the surface, because oftentimes our human nature is to hide our regrets. Just to stuff them away and pretend like they're not there. We were introduced to a guy by the name of King David, who's known as a man after God's own what? Heart. Godly man. But he makes a mistake. He sees a beautiful woman bathing. He sleeps with her. She becomes pregnant. And in the process of trying to cover that all up, he has her husband, Uriah, killed. And he begins to just shove the regrets further and further. And God sends a prophet, a guy by the name of whom? Nathan, the prophet, the mouthpiece of God, to tell David, hey, God has told me your sins that you committed adultery, that you had Uriah, the husband, murdered on the front lines of the battlefield. You taught, God revealed all this to me. And David has a choice to make. He can deny all that and continue to hide his sin, or he can come forth and face his regret head on. And this is what we learned last week in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 13 says, then David said to Nathan, and can we read these six words together? I have sinned against the Lord. David is understanding that this represents our life and this is our regret. And so many times we just shove that regret under hoping that this thing never comes up. That life goes on as normal. Because we don't like what's under here. And we hide it. But David's choice was, I'm going, as Nathan spoke to me, this regret needs to come up to the surface and I got to face this thing. And the first step to starting over is recognizing your regret. Allow whatever we want to shove under the surface to come up. And then let's look at this thing. We pull it out in our lives and say, this is our regret. Could be regrets of action. That regret that you, you know you bursted out in anger and you shouldn't have. And now that relationship is damaged could be regret of inaction, saying, I was, I was asked if I wanted that job. I said no, but now I look back wondering, what would happen if I did? Did I make the right choice? Or it's regret of reaction, that that friend that betrayed you, you did nothing wrong, but you were betrayed, and that relationship is now damaged, it's ruined, and you hold this thing, saying, I wish I would have done something different so I wouldn't have been betrayed. But you and I know just recognizing what this represents, our regret, is not enough. 
We have to take more action. And this week, uh, that let it go, this is step two of starting over. Once you recognize this thing, step two is release your regret. Can we say it together, church? Release your regret. See, we got to get this thing over to our next step over here, which is releasing our regret. But we got a lot of tension. The tension exists between when we recognize our regret to releasing our regret. The tension exists because our regret is right there in front of us. And emotions and feelings come rushing back to the surface. We're reminded of how we hurt someone. Even before we released it, we've been so good at shoving it down and hiding it in our lives, and now it's here, and we sit there and say, man, I really did mess up. I really did hurt that person. Others, it's, we know that that ball represents sin, that that sin that we just keep feeding, that addiction that we keep feeding, and here it is, and now it's time to face that sin that you have been trying to shove and hide away. Maybe it's a mistake that you made, a mistake that wasn't sinful. You just made a mistake, and you're beating yourself up for it, and you're holding that. Or perhaps you remember being hurt by someone. Aren't we really good at hurting each other? We're very vengeful, and you're holding that, and you're reminded of that betrayal, of that being neglected, and being abused. And this is why the tension, because from recognizing to releasing, we sit there and we begin to lose hope. Because that regret is back in front of us. We lose hope, we get enraged, we come with bitterness, we get anger, and all these emotions are flooding back to us. And this is where many of us are. We lie in this tension between recognizing our regret and releasing our regret. But if you want to live into this, of releasing your regret, I have one word for us this morning, and it's this word, forgiveness. Can you say it with me? Forgiveness. It's easy to say, but it's difficult to do. We love this word. This word gives us life. Because we know when we surrender ourselves to Jesus and put our faith and our hope in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Our past is in the past. We walk in victory and freedom because of one word, forgiveness. That your sins went to the cross on Jesus' shoulders. You are forgiven. But we kind of struggle here to offer this word to other people because we're vengeful. And forgiveness is all about restoring your heart. And forgiveness, what God is so good with forgiveness, is what forgiveness does is it allows God to transform our pain so we don't transfer our pain onto others. Many of you sit there and say, you know what, I can't even think about because I hold this ball and last week I wrote things on these pallets. And these pallets will still be up here for two weeks for you to come up and write your regrets. There are so many heavy regrets already on these pallets. From abortions to affairs to being sexually abused as a child and never telling a parent. There's heavy things. And this regret is heavy. 
And you may be thinking, Ryan, I can't offer forgiveness to that person. This thing is so heavy. Doesn't that overlook what happened to me? No. Well then, doesn't this kind of get, allow this thing to just be passed on and I can't allow them just to walk away? Don't they need to be punished for what happened? That's not in your court. That's for God to decide that. And I know what's so heavy about this thing is I like holding this on because I feel like I have the power. If I have to get back at you, I can. Because I still have this. I still have this. See, forgiveness is awesome. We love it, but it's hard to give. And what I want to look at is in Scripture, in the Newer Testament, in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we're told that a disciple came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, what, what, how, how many times do I have to forgive? Seven times? And Jesus' response was no. Do you know what number Jesus says? Seventy-seven. No, you're going to forgive 77 times. It's a remez. Let me hear you say remez. Remez is what Jesus does. The way you read Jesus' teaching is he does this all the time. Jesus is a brilliant teacher. He does a remez, which is a hint back into the Older Testament. He's hinting at another story in the Older Testament, what, what happens. Forgiveness is not a one-stop process. Forgiveness doesn't happen one time. Forgiveness is a very long process. I just counseled someone this past week about forgiveness, and we struggle with this word often. And they says, okay, I've forgiven, but why do I still have these feelings again? I can't do it again. I said, you need to forgive again. Every time those emotions come back up, you have to ask God, God, give me the strength to forgive this person again. And you know who the hardest person to forgive sometimes is? Yourself. And I'm the worst at it. I will beat myself up when I make a mistake, when I do something. And what God has been teaching me throughout this series is, Ryan, if I say you're forgiven, walk in it. Are you listening to me, your heavenly Father, or are you listening to your own voices? And for some of us, we just have to say, I'm forgiven. I forgive myself, I forgive myself. I actually caught myself this, just this week in the van as I was driving down Centerville saying, I forgive myself. It was so weird. I wonder what people thought when I was just sitting there in the van saying that when they're driving by me. I was just talking to myself. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. In the Gospel of Luke, we're going to look at this right here on the screen. In the Gospel of Luke, in the 23rd chapter, Jesus is getting ready to die. And listen to what Jesus says when he's on the cross. Here's what he says in Luke chapter 23, verse 33. He says, when they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one to his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, what's this word? Forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And I read that and go, what? Are you kidding me, Jesus? These are your dying words. And on your lips is the word forgive. 
If they beat me like they beat you, opened your back up so you were bleeding and placed the crown of thorns on your head and nailed you to the cross, I would be saying, God, send lightning bolts and ravage wolves and eat them. But Jesus says, forgive them. This verse alone has wrecked me this week. Because when we have that pain of regret, that ball of regret because someone hurt us, I think sometimes the last thing we ever think of is forgiveness. And Jesus, who lived the perfect sinless life, who had every reason to get back at these people. He was blameless, suffering on the cross, and he says, forgive them. Forgive them. And in fact, the guy by the name of Paul who hated Jesus in this Jesus movement, he couldn't stand it. He tried to stomp it out. He purposely voted to execute Christians, first century followers of Jesus. He wanted them wiped out. And he becomes a missionary, a church planner. And he goes around all over planting churches. And he went to the region of Ephesus. And you and I have his letter to those early followers of Jesus called Ephesians in our Newer Testament. And this is what he writes. Listen to his words. In Ephesus, or in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Get rid of all, and can we read everything that's in bold, please? Bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. And I'm sitting there thinking, is that not the tension and the emotion sometimes you and I face from recognizing our regrets to releasing them? Where we're reminded of that bitterness. When that rage and anger come back that you want to be vengeful and go after that person again who hurts you. But Paul's not done. He writes in verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another. What's this word? One more time. Forgiving each other. Just as Christ God forgave you. Ryan, I cannot forgive. Yes, you can. You know why? You can forgive in the strength and power of what God has forgiven you. You get on your knees and say, God, I need your strength to forgive this person. I need strength to forgive myself. And God, I got to ask for forgiveness from you. But Paul's not done either. He writes in verse 33. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and, and let's read these six words together, walk in the way of love. Do you know how to forgive? Follow Jesus' example. And what does God do? Walk in the way of love. Because when this thing comes up and we allow this from getting hidden and we recognize our regret, I don't think love is the first emotion that comes to mind when we see our regrets. But Jesus, forgive. Paul, walk in the way of love. Don't let any of that bitterness, rage, or anger, or brawling, or malice come between you and other people. Forgive each other. And by the way, how am I going to forgive before I release? You're going to walk in the way of love. We're going to hear a testimony from one of our own. 
A testimony that will speak into this idea of forgiveness and starting over. And I hope it's just really meaningful, meaningful and empowering to you. But let's hear this testimony. Hi, my name's Jade, and this is my story. This starting over series is talking about regrets, and I have felt prompted to share one of mine. Um, uh, it's going to be difficult because n nobody knows this about me. When I was 16, um, I went to a well. I went to a party and um, experimented with uh, alcohol. At that point in time, I had felt like I had the world at, at my feet. I was able to do anything. I was so happy, had lots of friends, and um, really just wanted to experiment and have as much fun as everybody else was having around me. So I experimented with drinking and eventually passed out that night. Rape is such a ugly, filthy word for both parties involved, and it's really, really rough for me to even say that I was raped. I just dealt with it my own way. My parents didn't know, my closest friends didn't know, and one month turned into two months. I uh, took a pregnancy test, and at that point I could no longer hide it from my parents because I was in fact pregnant. I didn't know how to explain it to them because uh, it wasn't something that I had done <laughs> or not done. Um, although I did feel it was my fault. I felt tremendous anger, not at him really, but at myself that I allowed this to happen to me, that I wasn't strong enough to make it stop, and that I had put myself in this situation. Um, from then, you know, discussed with my, my parents, and at this time they didn't know that uh, the rape happened. They thought that it, it was a you know, teenager experimenting with sex. And I left it at that because that was easier. Uh, at 16 years old, uh, feeling like I had the world at my feet, I felt very damaged and very filthy and didn't know where exactly I was gonna go from there. We discussed as a family on what was going to be the best option for me. And at 16 years old, with two more years of high school and um, a whole life ahead of her, uh, it was decided that I was going to have an abortion. I decided that as well. Then I felt guilty. It was never talked about again. Um, I never went to counseling for it. Felt like I uh, was dealing with it on my own. I lived my life like I was damaged goods. Uh, I wouldn't let anyone get too close to me to find this out. I told no one, only my parents and my sister knew. I then got pregnant at 19 and had Tatum, which is an absolute great joy. I met Steve and he really gave me the encouragement and the strength that I needed in order to be able to actually get close to somebody, to be able to uh, grow not only spiritually, but also um, as somebody with relationship issues 
I decided to tell him what happened to me and he was very encouraging and he's actually the person who had me prompt me to tell my parents the true story, what had happened. Now I'm telling you because it's a regret that I've had and um, one more step to me for me to grow spiritually. Although I don't understand why it happened to me, I do know that it has been a, a starting point for me to be able to share the story and maybe help somebody out there who feels the guilt or the anguish of having to make some, some hard decisions and uh, keeping that weight on their shoulders. And if there's anyone that I can help with my story, that's my goal because the Lord is very forgiving and I know I'm forgiven for this. And I'm Jade and this is me starting over. Thanks, Jade, again for sharing that. It was after week one of our series starting over. It was right before our night of worship with tears in her eyes. She came up to me in the back and said, you didn't want to share it, but felt God telling you to share it. So thank you for being obedient in that, in that starting over story. What I loved what she said is, you may feel like damaged goods. You may feel like a failure. But you can be forgiven. That regret can be released. So will you repeat after me? Say, I'm. That's a weird I'm. 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 Let's try it again. I'm forgiven. One more time. I'm forgiven. Here's what you and I must do from recognizing our regret to releasing it and walking in forgiveness. If we want to not carry the burden of regret anymore, you and I must learn to fuel your forgiveness. Turn to someone and say, fuel your forgiveness. Turn to another person and they need to hear it even louder next this time. Tell them, fuel your forgiveness. some passion there, don't we, huh? When we learn to fuel our forgiveness, what was strapped around us, that heavy regret, that heavy burden, it doesn't have to be there anymore. We can say, God, I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need to be forgiven. Help me forgive others. And when we recognize our regret, we can go to God and say, release. And then you and I can walk around lighter, walking all around in the life that Jesus meant for you and I to walk in. Now, everyone's looking up there. Don't look up there because that's gone, right? <laughs> See, that's our problem with regrets, right? 
yeah, it's released, but I still want to see it. I close with this one last quote. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that prisoner's you. I think a lot of us are walking around with heaviness that we don't have to. The team's going to lead us in a song titled Race to Life. It says, sin was strong, but Jesus is stronger. My shame was great, but Jesus is greater. And I hope you truly believe that. That you and I can be made new in Jesus Christ. So let's recognize our regrets. Let's release them to God. And let's walk in the victory and freedom that Jesus Christ came to give you and me. So let me pray for us. And after I pray, will you stand? And we're going to sing Race to Life together. But let me pray for you first. Heavenly Father, that word forgiveness can be so heavy. Because we're reminded of the pain and the heartache and the shame and regret. But Father, you are bigger than all of them. We thank you for Jade's testimony that Jade is made new. We thank you for the lives that are so radically changed by you. So, Father, this week, as we may be reminded of more regrets in our lives, may we just recognize them, no longer hide them. May we release them by walking in forgiveness. May we walk in your power, in your strength, so we're able to forgive when we on our own cannot. And Jesus... Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you when we've made mistakes, when we've fed sin in our lives. You're still there walking with us. And I just thank you for that forgiveness. And I ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.